As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Portsign with you on a what the hell evening is this, Allison? Thursday? Thursday, yes. Thursday? When? I don't know what day it is. I think it's January. I think it's 2021. The blue. I know the Blue Jackets open a week from today, which is hard to believe. How about the, like, I, I don't, sometimes when we record this, we don't hear the intro music. It's only when you hear it back. Allison, I love the intro music. I realized listening to it today that I have very, I have a lot in common with David Cook, of course, the the composer. Is composer too strong a word? Um, we both have a similar taste in music. and We both spend a lot of our time hanging out with major female influencers. Is, is that the joke? Well, you're the female influencer I spend my time with. Yeah, yeah but you said you were going to tell a joke. Is that the joke? Well, I, I, see, it's not funny, so you acknowledge it's it's uh, it's reality, I guess. No, yeah. it's not <laughs> Major what I'm influencer. saying. Uh, good, a nice attempt there. Happy New Year. No, I didn't hear the crickets. Did you? People are laughing. Our, our wonderful producer, Danielle, will put them in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Blue Jackets a week from tonight, Allison. This training camp is it's three days old. They had a day off today. Yes. It's, it's bizarre. Training camp is three days old, and they're a week away from the start of the season. Yes. Um, man, uh, I don't know. I, I'm still having trouble processing it. We were both at the scrimmage last night. Yes. Neither one of us tweeted. I couldn't find it in myself to be throwing – Hockey news out into the Twitter sphere while the uh, American democracy was being called into question. Uh, but here we are a day later. Your thoughts on this, this scrimmage? The white team won like seventeen to fourteen or something crazy. It was a bit of a shootout. What it did was you make? Nine of- to six. Nine to it was six. nine to six. <laughs> um, I mean, it was it was it was definitely a weird night to be watching hockey, and and I think that the team. It looked a little rusty, but you know, if you're if you're looking for things you want to take away, I think that they should definitely be encouraged that there was goal scoring happening, um, particularly from players like Nick Foligno and Oliver Bjorkstrand, yep. um, both of who had three goals. Um, and and I was intrigued, and I actually asked Torts about this because um, we all know how I feel about special teams, particularly the power kill. Um, 
a very power killy decision by John Tortorella and assistant coach Brad Shaw to see if Liam Foodie is going to be a match on, on the penalty kill. And he ended up scoring a shorthanded goal. Now, again, this is a scrimmage, please, people. Like, this isn't like signs of things to come yet. But um, that, that for me, for my nerdy self, that was something I took away as well. Yeah. So we're going to get into some bold predictions and just some fun chat about what we think the season's going to look like. Uh, but first, just some observations from the first few days of camp. Um, they want to create confidence offensively, Allison, and I think you're seeing this um, in a lot of different ways. I thought Nick Foligno looked – he had some fun after the goals he scored, especially when he made Corpusalo look bad for being slow (laughs) getting back to his net. I think it was on the third one, his third one. Um, But this is a guy who – he has promised the front office a big season. Hmm. Um, I think I think he is. It's a contract here, so we can be a touch cynical about this as sports has become. But I think he wants to be the answer to some of their problems offensively. Um, Bjorkstrand has a big day. Signs the contract, gets engaged, signs a contract, has a hat trick. I want Oliver Bjorkstrand near me right now. Uh, the way that man's life has turned around, um, but. I, yeah, they're trying to build these guys up offensively to feel good about themselves. The goaltenders helped them in that direction uh, last night. What did you make on the other side of of the puck, on, the, on defense? Who stood out there, if anyone? Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. As, as you say that, I'm looking back over here my notes, and I, I don't know that I, uh, <laughs> Seth Jones stood out because he had a beautiful goal. An a tremendous shot, just an incredible shot to score and beat Elvis Merzlikens. Um, you know, when I look at Nick Felino's goals, you know, a couple of those, he got behind the defense and I'm sure Torts didn't love that. And he, and Torts acknowledged that the, the guys were tired too. And, and no one really goes all out defensively in a scrimmage. Um, but you know, I, it, as much as I tease you, who's to say that Del Zotto doesn't stick around. He did yeah. not look out of place. He did not look like a player that is here just as a favor. Um, I, I liked what I saw there. I, th- I, th- I do think five, six could be, this is a team that's played with eight D before uh, five, six could be a bit of a, of a revolving door for a good reason um, this year in terms of that side of the ice. Yeah. One thing I think is interesting. And I've learned this through the years. The before a player signs a PTO, Take this year off the table because so much is different right now. But in a normal year, before a player signs a PTO, they want to know one thing. Do you want me in camp to watch me? Or do you want me in camp to make sure that your other guys are good enough? In other words, are, are, you, are they looking right now at Kukan and Peak and saying, we want Delzato here just in case we're not sold on this? Right. Or is right. this truly about me? Right. I think it's different this year because it's Delzato is not going to be playing an exhibition game. So other teams can't see him play and sign him. Uh, he hasn't signed a contract. He's here on a PTO with the blue jackets. I think there's genuine interest in, in this player. And when I look at their depth chart with Michael Delzato on it, as opposed to without it, I go, wow, I like it a lot better with him on it. Like I, I feel mm-hmm. so much more comfortable and for so many different reasons, like I think he doesn't have to play every day, right? I yep. think I think 
he can go in and out of the lineup. You know, right now they don't have Jones and Wierenski on the same power play unit, but they've done that a lot in the past. And if they want to do that again, as presently constructed with Kukin, Peak, Savard, Gavrikov, they don't really have a defenseman who could play on the second unit. Mm -hmm. And Delzato can't. Um, so, you know, we were poking around last night talking to people. What do you think the chances of Delzato signing? This, the sense I get is it seems more likely than not and certainly more likely than most BTOs. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's, again, the way that this defense plays, what this schedule is going to demand. And I, I look, I do think that Peak and Kukin are up to the task, yep. but, but you want solid depth there. And and they they moved Nudavara, they moved Murray. Um, this is a really nice option to shore up the defense. It, Clendenning was out there last night. It was the poor guy, right? He just sits right in the middle <laughs> of yeah. of the AHL and the NHL's entire career. But right. another really nice option. Um, and and I, again, I see those two. Let's assume those two are are on this roster or on the taxi squad opening night. I think that's a great. It, it continues to keep the blue line of strength for yeah. this organization. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe Peak, uh, who has never played games at the rate he's going to be playing them this year. Yep. Right? He's a young guy. He's n- We're talking every other night Yep. Uh, for 56, basically. Maybe he needs a blow, right? Yep. The other thing is um, the chances of them playing 56 games with six defensemen is about zero. Correct. Particularly Someone, when you have Seth Jones playing 30 I mean, who's yeah. to say Seth Jones isn't going to need a night? So, yeah, well, right. He might, that might be a harder sell. Um, sure. But someone's going to get hurt. It, it happens yeah. all the time. Last year should be a reminder of that. So, I, if they go into, you know, if they have two defensemen on their taxi squad and it's Clendenning and, and Delzato, that is a huge luxury. The thing I worry about with Delzato is you sign him to a player friendly contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to have to clear waivers to go to the taxi squad just as he would the minors. Mm-hmm. And I could easily see a team snapping him up. Like yes. that's, that's a guy that's not guaranteed to clear waivers by any stretch of the imagination. So um, it's, and it's fascinating too. Delzato um, played for John Tortorelli when he was 19 years old. Yep. For a bit anyways. Um, and those two went at it. Those two had their, Fights and Delzato's the type that would give it back, and they went they went head to head for a few years, and now some eleven twelve years later, Michael Delzato he could have signed with a handful of teams for on a PTO. He signed here, and I John John Tortorella is part of that. He spoke about that the other night. Yep, absolutely, and you know, isn't it funny? And and I think this was along your line of questioning to to both Torts and Delzato is that. You know, now the the way Delzato plays is is a harbinger of how Torts wants this blue line to play. Yeah, right. Activate, move the puck north. Um, right. Don't be afraid to jump. Um, so so I'm sure at some point there's there's a good little chuckle happening on both sides about that. Yeah, like now, and the the irony is that now Torts might love that 19 year old Delzato in the lineup. 100. percent Or part of it, anyways. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, it actually got a smirk out of Dell's out of the other day. Um, that line because he's like, oh man, because I, I'd love to be a fly on the wall for some of those earlier. Uh, 
Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, Allison, the goalies gave up. What did they give up last night? 15 goals? 15 goals. Rough night. That is always the last thing to come around, though. At least that seems to be the case. Uh, so I'm not asking you how worried you are based off of that performance because it's one one performance in a yeehaw hockey game, yeah. The first one, but how how do you think the first week of the NHL season, the first two weeks of the NHL season, because no one's playing exhibition games, um, right. are we going to see some crazy scores early before uh, those guys behind the pads figure things out, and get up to speed? Mm, it's an interesting question. Um, you know, I don't know because as as I think we know, goaltenders are going to be the last position to give 100% in a scrimmage because of what that position demands physically and they don't want to get hurt before the season even starts. Um, and it was funny because I was like, oh, Elvis has given up X number of goals or whatever it was. And then I looked and I was like, oh, I forgot Corpusala has given up the exact same number at that point in the game. Um it could be high scoring, but it, let's be real. I thought that Corpusalo looked shaky in the camp going into the bubble. Mm-hmm. And then the kid right. comes out and like posts the best stats of any goaltender that played. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I'm going to say with this roster that I don't expect some drastic uptick in goals against. Yeah. And if we, if we really knew the answer, it'd be kind of a boring sport to cover. Yes, indeed. Right. That's why they play the game, as uh, people like to say. Amen. All right, let's 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 go through some categories, and we'll expound upon these, I'm sure, in a piece we'll publish early next week. Some of these will overlap, but we'll have some new ones on there as well. We do this every year. It's kind of fun. Uh, it's fun to brag and say how right we were about things, and then it's fun to rip on each other about how wrong we were about things. Not that, Allison, you were wrong about anything last year necessarily. <laughs> um Leading goal scorer for the Blue Jackets. We'll do them in, in a snake sequence here. Um, okay. So you go first. Who do you suspect leads the Blue Jackets in goal scoring and how many in a 56-game season? Oh, see, I hate when you do that. What? Because um, I don't like the, – the, the math is hard for me this year. 56. Oh, so 56 – div- Just cut a third No, no, off. no. Just cut a third off. Okay, that's fine. All right, good. Um, I am going to say Cam Atkinson is going to lead the team in goals. Because he was right there with Oliver Bjorkstrand in terms of goal scoring pace. They were the top two um, in goals per 60. Um, Cam just didn't play a ton. So I'm going to say Cam Atkinson, rebound year. And I'm going to say that, so cut a third off. He's going to have 19 goals. I'm going with Cam too. Oh, see? Well, and I said this in the chat today, and I can't remember what I said, so I'm probably going to contradict myself. But I- I have him at 23 goals. Interesting. So that's reasonable. Or we're in the yes. proximity. We are. Um, I, th- I think he and Domi are going to be a really nice match. Agreed. That's why really I give do. him the edge over Bjorkstrand. And not because Bjorkstrand's not playing with good players. I just think the style of Domi yeah. is going to be a bigger assistance to Atkinson. Yeah, I think um, Bjork will be right there with him. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, leading assist, I'm going to go with Domi. I think his playmaking skills... 
are a touch underrated or maybe unrealized, I should say, um, by the Blue Jackets fans. And I'll put him at 30, even 30 assists. Okay, hold on. Even 30. I'm going to – I I'm hold on. Hold You're on. You're fine. See, there's no pressure. I'm pulling – oh, there's pressure. There is a lot of pressure. So, well, that's only two games. All right. Um, Let's see. Max Domi. I'm going to see. Let me look at him compared to Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now, we know Max Domi is the better assister in general. That's right. And last year, Max Domi had 1.64 assists per 60 minutes of play, while Pierre-Luc Dubois, who led the Blue Jackets, had 1.48. So I'm going to go also with Max Domi. What was your number? I said 30. Okay, hold on. I like I like that you didn't you don't like the math and you're rattling off multiple numbers here for everybody. Well, because you know I can't just like guess. All right, so he had, he had um, oh shoot, I had the wrong sort here. Hold on, I'm not prepared. I don't like this. This is great radio. He had the 40, 44 assists, right? Uh, right. Two 44 years. Forty four assists. Two years. Oh, ago. two years ago. Last year he had twenty seven assists. That's great. All right, so, so I'm going to say in a. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to give him 30 assists. Yeah. Okay. We agree. Yeah. We better disagree. This is not going to be great. Leading points, most points total. Okay. Go, I'm ready. You go first on this one. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Woo. How many? <sighs> I hate this. Um, let's be just insane and say 42. Wow. Nice. Okay. I'm going to go with Domi and okay. say 46. Interesting. All right. So I'm putting him down for 16, 30, 46 in a 56-point, 56 56-game 56 okay. season. Okay. Yeah, that's reasonable. Okay. Um, most penalty minutes, I'm going to say Nick Felino. Interesting. And he's already bragging about it. But in 56 games, I'm going to – I'm going to – I mean, it's crazy because guys – most teams don't even have a 100-penalty-minute guy anymore. And yes. teams used to have th- teams used to have like three hundred minute guys, uh, multiple. I'm going to put him at like seventy one, which is also what? his sweater number. Yeah. Wow, that's more than he had last year I in more games. Okay, I understand. The, the games are going to be fast and furious this year. I agree. He's going to play this, more. But this is a team that doesn't draw that doesn't take penalties. I think right, he's going to fight. Is what I'm saying. Okay. I will also go Nick Felino. I almost went I almost went Boone Jenner, not gonna lie. Interesting. But I will I will go Nick Felino and I will go 60. 6 0. Nice, nice. Uh biggest breakout player. This is you, Allison. <sighs> Why? Um hmm. biggest breakout player how would we define breakout aaron i hate that you don't say points it can't be points well it can be points but it not doesn't have to be only points Correct. i'm going with the same guy i've gone with for a couple years and god damn it i'm gonna be right at some point <laughs> you called it. i i biggest it, it, are we is this implied rookie or what does this imply anything no, like just that a, just a player who's going to far far exceed what he has done previously all right um so if you think Bamstrom's going to hit, you know. No, I don't. 16, 4, 16 25, 41, there's your I guy. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Um, 
I am torn between Andrew Peak and I, I don't like picking Liam Foody. I feel like that's too flashy. I'm going to go with Andrew Peak. Okay. And see, I, I think that's a really interesting choice because Gavrikov may have he been. He was, that, yes. He may have yes. been that last year. So it's not yes. just points. Correct. But that was the guy we went, whoa. Like he looks like a top four. Yes. Absolute. Yeah. Bedrock top four guy. I'm going to yes. go with Texier again because I, I just think the <laughs> I think the opportunity he is being given and yes. the, I think they've got long rope for him uh, to figure it out this year, especially if they have a second line that's going. It's not going to be two games and, and you're out. They can let it percolate a little bit, work on some things and let it come around. I think Texier is is going to be a point producer uh this year. And so and I, I think he's gonna be somewhere in like the 11, 22, 33 range. Okay. Which for him, that's a sizable climb. Uh well, but him. he didn't play he didn't play last year. He hurt he broke his back for God's sake. Well, I know I understand, but those are still dramatically larger numbers. Like Yeah, but it, not it, faulting it to- his previous, it's just that he will be around. I think he's gonna be healthy this year and produce. No, I don't disagree. I'm just saying if you rate it out, he's actually closer to the top in terms of scoring on the team last year. He just didn't get to play a lot because he was broken. Correct. As was everybody else. Correct. They were all broken. We'll have this debate when the results come out, and we'll see if, if while the point totals might be greater, we'll see if the rate at which he scored was greater. Oh, God. This is important. Uh, comeback player. Uh, I get to go first on this one. Okay. And I'm I'm going Cam Atkinson. Yes. That's both obvious. with the struggles that he – had uh, early and uh, the injury he had, he looks like he's moving really well to me. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, and, you know, it's easy to say he's done because Panarin's not here anymore, but this is a player that has had success before. And I think it's a player like Max Domi that can really breathe life into his game. So if I think he's going to score 23 goals in last year, I believe he had 12. That's yeah. that's uh that's quite a comeback player. All right, I'm going to spice things up just for fun. Are you ready for this? Please. Because I've picked Cam already and I don't want to pick the same thing as you. Here's my pick. Boone Jenner. I love that pick. I love that. Cuz he's moving to the wing. Yeah. I'm not saying I wish I'd thought of it, but I love that pick. There's my pick. Yeah. And I think so- I think he's going to be rejuvenated. How about yeah. that? Right. I mean, we're talking are you talking in the teens? With goals? Well, maybe low teens only because yeah. of the number of games, but yes. For sure. I could see yes. that. I could see yes. that. Um, this, this is where it gets interesting. Which goaltender starts the most games? Starts Elvis the Mers- most games. Elvis Merzlikens. Oh, wait. Starts the most games? Yes. Mm, Elvis Merzlikens. Yeah, yeah. And where do you peg that number? <sighs> 56. Um, All 56? No. I'm. Oh. Let, let the record show. Aaron Portsline had all these categories. I got them four minutes before we started. This is, so I'm pondering. Let's keep it conversation. Mm-hmm. 56. I'm going to give Elvis 30. Wow. I'm going to go with Elvis and I'm going to say 29, but we're right there in the ballpark. Indeed. We must pay attention to the same team. <laughs> Uh, does John Tortorella survive the season? I think he does. In fact, I think there's a bit of a cause that's brewing with with the players in this room that know that this is John Tortorella's season. And I think they want mm-hmm. to deliver a hell of a season. 
to them and see where it goes from there. Allison, does John Tortorella survive the season? I say barring like massive catastrophe, absolutely yes. <laughs> oh, Allison, do you expect there to be a massive catastrophe? No, but there might be small ones. <laughs> um, yes, okay. Uh, over and under points for the season for the team. Now, <clears throat> I believe a Vegas uh, bookie popped him at 63.5. And I'll do some of the ma- I'll do the math here, Allison, because I know you love it. Uh, it's 63.5. So 63 points would be a 29, 22, and 5 record or some uh, combination of numbers close to that. Yes. That's 63 points. I think that feels that I think Vegas got this one right because I have a hard time going much higher than that or much lower than that. I guess I agree with Vegas on this. So I think they go over, but I think they're like really close to that. Like, like 30, 22 and four is 64 points. That's a, I could see 30, that's achievable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could see 30, 22 and four. Uh, Where do you think they land 63.5? You take the over or the under? So bet online has them at 64.5. Okay. Interesting. On the season. And that would place them fourth in the division. Mm Mm-hmm. With Dallas having 66.5, Carolina having 67.5, the team that you love, and Tampa Bay having 73.5. I would take the over because when it is true, when you break out what the record actually is, I think yeah. that's a very achievable. And I, I will take the over on the 64.5 line. Wow. I will take that. So the line I was looking at was 63.5, and I took the barely over. Huh. I'm bullish. I don't, I'm I don't bullish. know what I do in 64.5. I, I just feel like it's going to be right around there. It's like one point. I know, but oof. Um, okay. Who wins the Central Division? This is you first. Tampa Bay. Tampa. Wow. All right. Who finishes second? Carolina. <laughs> Save yourself full of it. It's, it's, You're just I, saying that. Like, Carolina someday is going to win the cup, and you're going to be like, I don't know about that Carolina team. Uh, I know. Um, I, too, like Tampa Bay, although would you be shocked if they didn't win it? Shocked? I would. mm, No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Just because I, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, it's it's a cliche, I suppose, but. The hangover. Yeah. The hangover. It's 56 games. They know that all they want to do is get in. Those teams. Yeah, Kucherov is out. Kucherov's out. The 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 you know these guys for these guys making the playoffs is what matters, not yes. divisions. They've they've already been there, um, so I'll go with Tampa. But I won't be shocked if a uh, if another team rose up. And yeah, hell, I think Carolina's competitive. I think oh, do be, you? Yeah, competitive, competitive. Mm-hmm. I think they'll mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. Um, who finishes last overall in the league? Oh, in the league. Is this me first? It is you Uh, first. So Detroit, you think about, you think about Ottawa. um, Chicago, man. It's just, yeah, it's just hard for me to look at some of these teams, though, with the players that they still do have. The West Coast teams, I don't trust them being awful again. Right. Anaheim might not be. Uh, great. I think the Devils are better. Except Just, for now they might not have a goalie. Well, there's that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think Buffalo's markedly better. Call me crazy. Yes. I do. Yes. Um, 
And, and you know, the thing is, Detroit finished. It wasn't close. Correct. They finished so far out of it last year. I'll go with Detroit, um, but I'm not proud of that one. Hmm. I, unfortunately, well, mm. And Taze is out for Chicago right now, too. Indefinitely, yeah. Terrible. Hope the best for him. Um, I, um, I'll go with Detroit also. Detroit also. Uh, which team that missed the playoffs last year will make the playoffs this year? Now, we should be clear. We're talking about which teams didn't make it to the bubble. So Detroit. To the bubble. Yeah, because okay. technically the other, these other guys all made the postseason. And in yeah. the case of Montreal, they won a playoff series, so they – they counted as having made the playoffs. So which of these seven non-bubble teams, Detroit, Ottawa, San Jose, Los Angeles, Anaheim, New York, New Jersey, sorry, and Buffalo will make the playoffs? Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's hard to even remember who's on these teams. It um, is. Sam again, Detroit, Ottawa, New Jersey, yep. San Jose. L.A., Anaheim, LA. Buffalo. Right. And my, my trouble picking the team I want to pick is they're in a freaking loaded division. Who do you want to pick? I want to pick Buffalo. Well, that's I was I was for some reason I was thinking them or the Sharks, honestly, because the but, Sharks, there was no reason the Sharks should have been that bad last year. Correct. Correct. The Kings should have been that bad last year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the King, the Kings are on a path like the Kings aren't going to be there yet, but that's OK. Yeah, they know where they're going. Path. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, just, are you picking Buffalo? Well, I, I can't because I think they're a better team, but that division scares the hell out of me. It if, is hard. If they were taking the top eight in the Eastern Conference, I'd feel more comfortable yes. doing that. But they're taking the top four at each division. And I sure, boy, you look at that, Boston, Pittsburgh, Philly, Washington. Yeah, there's no way. I ain't. I, that's, uh, I think Philly and Washington have crested. Yes. But I still think they're pretty damn good. I don't know what to make of Philly. They're one of those teams that from one year to the next. Yes. I have no idea what to expect. They could they could make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or miss the playoffs. And yes. I feel that way about them every year. Um, but I just I just can't pick Buffalo in that in that division. So I, I would go with the Sharks personally. Yeah. I think as I look at the divisions, because it's hard to keep all this stuff straight this year, I also I'm going to go with the Sharks. There's just something in that teal that I always think is going to be better than it is. Yes. You know? And if they get competent goaltending, I mean, the whole world yeah. changes. Right, exactly. Yes. Um, okay, this is yours, and I love it. Over and under for transactions by the Blue Jackets during this season. Transactions meaning a player from outside the organization coming into the organization, Correct. Or a player from the organization leaving the organization. Yes. Sure. But a not full a transaction. Yeah, not Correct. a call up. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And the over and under is? Well, you go first. I do. Um, I'll say three and a half. Damn, I was going to say three. And I'll take the over. Yeah, same. Yep. Same. I think this is the, the new thing now. I think teams are expecting other teams to put their cards on the table earlier this year. Right. I agree. Um, because of the financial hardship. And who knows? I mean, I don't think we should be talking as though there's no way Columbus would be that team. Right. Who knows? These things can take a turn. 
But I think Yarmouk Kekalainen's idea now, and many other GMs, is you know when Detroit or Ottawa or some of these teams that may, if they don't see a dramatic turnaround, they could be out of it early. Right. Um, Los Angeles, the, these teams could be selling off significant players earlier rather than waiting till the trade deadline. Hundred um, percent. And I think I think Yarmo. I talked to him today. He, he and it's not. I you know I don't think Yarmo plays games. Um, he plays games like other GMs do, but I don't think he's as. as uh, I don't think he's. This was an operation by him. I he feels like he's got enough goals in that room right now. Yes, he does. He does. He thinks he thinks Foligno can score. Yes. He thinks Cam is going to be better. He thinks Domi's going to help him. Yes. Um, he thinks Boone Jenner's a different player on left wing. Yes. And he th- so he you know I don't think there's a lot of people, uh, Blue Jackets fans, not just around the league, who look at this team and say they cannot start the season like this. They absolutely have to add firepower, and I don't think the GM. Agrees with that, but I think he's on high alert when the season starts. Uh, I think he'd like to add a piece, and and by then we'll know more. Um, right, we'll know more about what's going on here and who's ready to contribute. They also think that that Texier can add a big boost to this group if he can stay healthy. They mm-hmm. like what they've seen from Grigorenko so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I'll say three and a half, cause, and that's a busy day. That's a busy yeah. trade deadline if they go if they make four trades, um, but I do think he's going to try to be active. I think Yarmo Kekalainen, I think he wants to win the damn thing. I do. Yes. Well, who doesn't? Well, <laughs> I mean, well, there's some teams right now that aren't going into it this way. Well, that's fair. Right. I think I think there's an understanding that that uh, I think he wants to give this team a chance. Um, but it was, so it was kind of a strange summer in that respect. There wasn't. He didn't sell his soul to add a piece, but uh, right. I still think he's looking. Uh, Allison, anything else we need to add? Um, I just, again, uh, Ohio State men and women are back on the ice this weekend. Follow Excellent. those teams. Pay attention. Excellent. Blue Jackets season opener is a week from Thursday. So as you're listening to this, six days away Crazy. in Nashville. The NHL opens up in five days. The camp's just open, and soon the games are going to count. Uh, we'll be with you. We'll be back with you next Wednesday uh, to preview the season and talk lines, pairs. We'll even take some questions from you. Um, questions you might have as the season starts. I wait a minute. I think oh. we need a wager for these predictions. Oh, oh no! What's the wager? Um, or should we? The listeners can propose wagers, and we'll pick one. How about that? Well, that's fine. Um, okay. Yeah. So if you have a good wager. For whoever gets mo- the most of these predictions right, yeah, no one's jumping tweet- out of airplanes. None of this. Well, stuff. no. Yeah. Tweet tweet them at us, and we will we will decide. We may even turn over the pick to uh, to our producer Danielle and let her I'm pick. Not the- climbing the Levesque Tower or anything like this. Keep it reasonable. Okay. All right, we'll we'll be back with you next Wednesday. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, thanks to Danielle Chip Layman, our producer. Congratulations on her new goalie mask. Yay. And we will uh, be back with you next week. Talk to you soon.